the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky visits the White House and addresses Congress. Because he knows he can't make it if the United States starts to back away. He knows that completely. The omnibus bill contains hundreds of millions for border security for Middle Eastern countries. I'm not making this up. In this budget, for border security in other countries, like African countries, the Yes, yes. increase our border security. <laughs> Home sales decline for the 10th consecutive month. One interesting note is that the share of all cash sales rose slightly while the investor share dropped. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday. December 22nd. I'm Mike Scott. On Wednesday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky met with President Biden at the White House before addressing Congress at a joint session. President Biden pledging more support for Ukraine in their effort to fight off the Russian invasion, while Zelensky expressed gratitude to the president and Americans, saying that he will most likely need more military aid. Thanks from our just ordinary people to your ordinary people, Americans. I really appreciate. I think it's very difficult to, to understand what does it mean when we say appreciate, but but you really have to have to feel it and Thank you so much. Great honor to be here. During his one-on-one meeting, Zelensky gifted Biden with a medal that was given to a Ukrainian soldier, saying that the soldier wanted his award given to Biden to show his gratitude. One guy, he's really a real hero, real captain, and he asked me to pass his award. And he asked me to pass his award to President Biden. You will understand... He is the captain of Heimer's battery. Yes, he's very brave, and he said, give it to a very brave president. And I want to give you that is the cross, cross for military merit. That is one. Oh, God love it. Yes, that is from him, and I have the list. He wrote the list. Yes, I didn't read, Mr. President. I can't read it's not my it's in Ukrainian language, but hear that translation. It's from him. His name is I have his name, I could contact yes. him. Yes, yes. Pavlo. Pavlo. Well undeserved but much appreciated. Addressing Congress, Zelensky proclaimed that Ukraine, with America's help, is still alive and kicking. Against Against all odds and doom and gloom scenarios, Ukraine didn't fall. Ukraine is alive and kicking. 
Thank you. The Ukrainian president took time to parallel the current battles of the people of Ukraine that they are fighting with the bravery of American soldiers in wars past. They threw everything against us, similar to the other tyranny, which is in the battle of the Balch. Threw everything it had against the free world, just like the brave American soldiers, which held their lines and fought back Hitler's forces during the Christmas of 1944. Brave Ukrainian soldiers are doing the same to Putin's forces this Christmas. Zelensky also highlighted the dangers of Iran. When Russia, when Russia cannot reach our cities but its artillery, it tries to destroy them with missile attacks. More than that, Russia found an ally in this, in this genocidal policy, Iran. Iranian de deadly drones sent to Russia in hundreds. In hundreds became a threat to our critical infrastructure. That is how one terrorist has found the other. It is just a matter of time when they will strike against your other allies. If we do not stop them now, we must do it. With the military assistance America has given Ukraine, their forces have been able to stall Russian advances and have taken back tens of thousands of square miles since September. Retired General Jack Keane joined the Salem Radio Network and says the visit was intended to strengthen the relationship between Ukraine and America. I think it's about solidifying the relationship with the United States even closer than what it, what it already is. Zelensky and Putin both know that the war is likely to be protracted. It's going to, it's not going to end as a result of the winter, the spring, or likely in the summer at all. And certainly, uh, President Zelensky is going to do as you suggest. He's going to thank the president, thank the American people, through the Congress of the United States for their help. And of course, he's going to emphasize he needs their continued support. And I, and I think it, it is an important time. And I think, uh, Zelensky wanting to come and President Biden want, also wanted him to come uh, makes a lot of sense. The Congress is turning and there may be more opposition to funding uh, uh, Ukraine as compared to, to the past. Keen points out that even though there are dissenting voices when it comes to funding Ukraine's war effort, overall, support remains strong. Uh, Putin is always counting on that uh, the political winds will shift in America and people will stop supporting it in Europe. He thinks, uh, Putin thinks that Europeans will eventually take a knee because of the impact of the energy sector on their everyday life. But the resolve among the Europeans, the United States, in support of Ukraine has is, is been very, very solid and beyond most people's expectations. I think it, it has to do with the seriousness of what is happening that Ukraine could lose its entire sovereignty and its population to Russian control, and that would just encourage Putin to do more. Keen explains why he feels that those who want to pull support for Ukraine are, in his opinion, misguided and historically blind. It was interesting at the time, uh, particularly when the political rhetoric started before the, the guns that Hitler unleashed, um, you know, that People had been through World War One. All of the leaders at the time, and many of them were 
were disbelieving. You know, this is not going to turn into that kind of aggression, even though the speech would tell you, Hitler's speech would tell you that. And, and they were worn down by World War One, and, and they sort of ignored what was happening for a, for far too long a period of time. So there are people who don't want to be involved. They don't see the value of Ukraine. It's not in the United States. It's not a territory of the United States. Uh, it's not a part of NATO. And, and I think they're welcome to that opinion. I, I happen to disagree with it because I think we've learned from history, uh, Putin is an aggressor who's on the march. And if we don't stop him here, he'll just continue to march. This is what we have learned throughout history. And at some point, good people have to come together to stop these thugs and killers. And I think that's what the United States and the Europeans are trying to do. Keane says that he believes Zelensky knows that he can't win the war without America's help. So he's trying to solidify a relationship with the United States. I think this visit is all about the relationship between the United States and, and, and Ukraine and the political leaders committed to each other on behalf of, of, of their people. And I think he's just trying to make certain. I mean, he's going to ask for specific things, Joe, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, what it's really about is cementing this relationship for the long term. Yeah. Uh, so because he knows he can't make it if the United States starts to back away. He knows that completely. The Europeans could not do this by themselves. Zelensky's speech comes as Congress is working to pass a larger $45 billion aid package for Ukraine as part of a government funding bill by the end of this week. The Biden administration is asking the Supreme Court to allow asylum seekers at the U.S.-Mexico border into the United States. But after Christmas, Daybreak Insider's Donna Water has more on this developing story. Earlier this week, Chief Justice John Roberts issued a temporary order to keep in place pandemic-era restrictions that turned away most people requesting asylum at the border. Those restrictions had been slated to expire today. Miguel Castarena is an El Paso, Texas resident who's been bringing food and blankets to some of the thousands of migrants waiting at the border. It's just a hard thing, you know. It's hard to see them out here. You know, they tell us to keep our pets inside, but, you know, you got humans out here. I'm Donna Water. According to reports, within the contents of that $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill are millions of dollars of American taxpayer money that will be used to fund border security overseas. It comes as the U.S. is facing its own crisis at the southern border, where illegal immigration is expected to surpass records next year. Congress is already planning to vote on that $1.7 trillion deal to fund the government before the midnight deadline on Friday. This legislation would last through the end of the fiscal year and includes $858 billion in defense funding, $45 billion for the war in Ukraine, and $41 billion to combat natural disasters. Now, some unrelated provisions were also attached to this massive bill, such as the Electoral Count Act, the location of the new FBI headquarters, and a ban on TikTok on federal devices. And what got left out? Several key tax provisions, including the fix for the R&D tax deduction, restoration of full expensing, and the enhanced child tax credit. Now, this 4,000-page bill, as you mentioned, was just released overnight. GOP Senator Mike Lee of Utah has complained about the rush process 
other Republicans wanted to punt the vote into the next session of Congress to give the new members of Congress time to vote on it as well. But Republican and Democratic leaders in the Senate do support this bill. And, Joe, it is expected to pass eventually. Reports suggest that the bill contains $410 million for enhanced border security in Jordan, Egypt, Oman, and other Middle Eastern countries. Last year, Congress authorized nearly a billion dollars in border security initiatives for Middle Eastern and North African countries. Republican Senator Rand Paul lashed out, and not only against the bill, but against those initiatives. Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no-good, rotten way to run your government. $6 trillion entity, and they want 24 hours to process this, and then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One, that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this. You can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're going to ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation, Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up and we're going to say no. Meantime, President Biden's administration is projected to oversee 2.6 million border crossers and illegal aliens arriving at the southern border next year. Stephen Moore is a senior economic contributor for FreedomWorks and joined the Salem Radio Network, saying Democrats aren't the only ones to blame for this monstrous bill. 1.7, it might go as high as 1.9 trillion. And that's on top of week after week after week, you and I have been talking about the four to five trillion dollars of extra spending Biden has already done in his first two years in office. And this one, you know, I've been very critical of Pelosi and Chucky Schumer and and, uh, Biden. But I got to say, the Republicans are villains here, too, on this one. They are. This is a bipartisan spending spree. Moore says that he's not so sure Republicans should tout how much money they're giving the Pentagon. Here's what happened. The Republicans want more money for defense and the the, uh, Democrats want more money for social programs. So what do they do? They get together and they just negotiate. Okay. You get all the money you want for defense, and we wow. get all the money we want wow. for social programs. And that's why we have a, you know, a trillion, trillion and a half dollar deficit this year. And so, look, I, I'm with you. I want America to have a strong defense, but we shouldn't measure the defense, our, our, you know, the, the, our national security strength based on how much money we spend. And there is so much waste in the Pentagon budget. You know, hundreds of thousands of, uh, you know, people, civilian employees over there at the Pentagon is the biggest bureaucracy in the world. You know, I'm not so sure this is going to make us any safer. That's what I'm saying. The Freedom Works contributor thinks giving other countries money to fund their border security while ignoring the crisis at the southern border is absurd. Uh, There are $500 million. I'm not making this up in this budget for 
border security in other countries, like African countries? The yes. Yes. They won't increase our border security here at home. I know. I know. unbelievable thing. Some projections estimate that 6.9 million border crossers and illegal aliens will have been apprehended at the border since 2021 to 2023 under the Biden administration. A House committee says they'll likely release a report on former President Donald Trump's taxes. Daybreak Insider's Lisa Dwyer has more on Capitol Hill. The democratically controlled House Ways and Means Committee has voted along party lines to publicly release a report on Donald Trump's tax returns, which the former president has long tried to shield. The committee chairman says supporting materials will also be released. The report comes after a years-long battle that ultimately resulted in the Supreme Court clearing the way last month for the Treasury Department to send the returns to Congress. The committee received six years of tax returns for Trump and some of his businesses. The report could provide a fuller look into Trump's personal and business finances. I'm Lisa Dwyer. On Wednesday, a new report shows that U.S. home sales have dropped for the 10th month in a row. The market squeezed by higher mortgage rates. Existing home sales in November fell much more than expected and much more than the usual seasonal declines. Sales dropped 7.7 percent to the slowest pace since 2010, and that was during the foreclosure crisis. That's with the exception, though, of a very brief drop at the start of the pandemic. Now, these numbers are based on closings, so contracts signed likely in September and October, and that's when mortgage rates hit their recent highs, over 7 percent on the 30-year fix. They have since come down to the lower 6 percent range, but that would not be reflected here. Now, supply is still super tight at just 3.3 months, but it actually increased slightly in November from a year ago. That kept the heat under prices, up 3.5% from a year ago to the highest November price on record going back to 1968. One interesting note is that the share of all cash sales rose slightly while the investor share dropped, meaning more owner occupants are now using cash rather than getting a mortgage at higher rates. And you can see that, of course, in the mortgage application numbers. We did finally see a surge in refinance demand last week, up 6% from the previous week. And that's thanks to the drop in rates. But demand from home buyers was flat and down 35% from a year ago. Mortgage rates have popped back up this week, about a quarter percentage point just from last Thursday. And this is the longest stretch of declining home sales since 1999. They dropped in all four regions in November. People who want to buy an electric vehicle could get a bigger-than-expected tax credit come January 1st. Our Daybreak Insider Jeremy House is taking a look at those numbers. That's because of a delay by the Treasury Department in drawing up rules for the tax breaks. The department says it won't finish the rules that govern where battery minerals and parts have to be sourced until sometime in March. As a result, it appears that buyers of EVs assembled in North America with batteries made in the U.S., Canada, or Mexico will be eligible for a full $7,500 tax credit under the Inflation Reduction Act. We've been waiting for this for years. Daybreak Insider's Tasha Stevens joins us with the results of a study that will finally put a debate of Titanic proportions 
Tim Pad. Director James Cameron is settling one of the great movie debates of all time, once and for all. Cameron said he commissioned a study to find out if Jack could have survived on the floating door alongside Rose in his 1997 film Titanic. In an interview, Cameron said stunt people and hypothermia experts recreated the scene, and he said it proved that only one of the couple could have lived. Cameron said the study will be featured in a National Geographic special in February. I still say Jack could have lived. Tasha Stevens reporting. And finally. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Rachel Harris has it. And he's over. Stop. Rachel Harris. Grab the ball on a deflection. Five seconds to go. He grabbed it with five seconds to go and scored. Let's watch one this again. One million to one odds on this one. Ricochet out there off of Jack Tatum and into the man of the year, Franco Harris's hands. Here's the miracle of all miracles. From out of nowhere came Franco Harris, riding a white stallion, heading up Franco's Italian army and galloping off into the sunset. Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris has died. The NFL players' quick thinking birthed the immaculate reception, considered to be one of the most iconic NFL plays ever. His death comes two days before the 50th anniversary of the play that provided the jolt that helped transform the Steelers from also-rans into a four-time Super Bowl-winning member of the NFL elite. And it's three days before the team was scheduled to retire his number 32 at a ceremony at halftime of the game against the Raiders. The former Steelers running back in his 1990 Pro Football Hall of Fame induction speech says he always tried to use the skills that he had to help the team. I was blessed with certain talents, and I tried to use those talents to the best of my abilities. How can I help my team? Could they count on me when it was needed? Harris goes on to say that he was fortunate to have a squad of very good players around him. What makes your talents come through? What makes it work? What makes you work? And the answer is to be with the right teammates. And God knows, I, I, God, I was with the right teammates. When Franco Harris retired from the NFL, he opened a bakery and stayed in Pittsburgh. Franco Harris was 72. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.